Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, Newark Athletic Club are in the hot seat after the spectacular success of last week's home match. Is it mission accomplished? Or is there still a lot of work to be done? Chairman Don Evans and President Gareth Bagley are here for a sports special. But we do find time to look back at the stars of June. So what do you actually do on the on the hottest day of the year? Well, if you name Stacey Atkins, you go on a 100-mile bike ride. Graham Welsh, you run over the Umber Bridge twice. Josh Burkett has a spa day. And the rugby club girls, well, they get together to arrange the end-of-season tour. That's next season, and they're off to Edinburgh. Get your priorities right. Our tennis players hosted Cornton, and despite Stan Smith and Zara Jackson winning their tie-break, our local suffered a rare defeat. Wendy Carrington was a star of Newark Tri-Club's weekend by taking part in the coast-to-coast sportive cycle ride. Again, on the hottest day of the year, Wendy breezed the 150 miles in 14 hours and 48 minutes. Wish I could drive it in that time. Stock car racer Dave Sharp went out to try and improve his place in the European Championship standings. But he was involved in a multi-car collision on Turn 1 and was forced off the road with a damaged car. More work for Marilyn. And traditionally May and June are the two busiest months for our golfers. Team matches in total. Seven matches was played for Tobin Freeway with the Newark team recording four wins, one half and two defeats. In general, they did beat the weather, apart from a trip to Gainsborough that was a big exception with awful weather conditions. I went to Gainsborough once. It rained. And Tony's avidly been watching Wimbledon and avidly been moaning about Wimbledon. I've not been moaning about Wimbledon. Wimbledon itself is a, <laughs> is, is a great fortnight, but... It was just on Monday night I settled down in front of the television to watch Today at Wimbledon. And um, there was a guy who had just been playing, a 22-year-old German called Xander Zerev. And um, he basically uh, did quite well in the first uh, set and a half and then just collapsed, just absolutely blew it. And uh, it was interviewed afterwards, as they have to do, on the uh, in front of the cameras. And he clearly wasn't all there. He was he was clearly suffering mentally. And uh, basically, he um, <clears throat> was it was talking in a very very um, upset way. And and it was it was it's quite quite distressing to watch. And we've been talking a hell of a lot on this show <clears throat> about mental health issues. And it was quite clear that the lad was struggling. And so they it came back to the panel of John McEnroe, um, Tracy Austin and Claire Baldwin. And um, they were saying seven or eight times he's choked in major games. And this was just another one. Um, obviously, um, you know, he's, he's struggling because he's splitting up with his manager and he's got various other issues. And then John McEnroe said, it's tough to make 15 or 20 million a year. That wears on you. And I just thought that put mental health care back about 50 years. And Claire Baldwin, who I've got quite a lot of respect for, said, oh, John, have a little empathy and laughed her head off. I switched it off. I thought that was disgusting. Basically, he started off as super brat. He seems to have turned to super prat. And it was just, you know, basically, um, I thought it was worth raising because if those are the standards the BBC are accepting these days, then it's slipped a hell of a lot since I used to work there. And that's why she listened to Radio Newark Sport. And you didn't think it could go down any further when you was there, did you? I did my best, but no, apparently not. 
Okay. Um, for a generation, your athletic club have had to operate with no facilities, quite frankly. In fact, it's great testament to our studio guests and people like them that the club still exists. Then along came the dear old YMCA and state-of-the-art track and field centre, and it's all plain sailing now, and the world's absolutely wonderful. Or is it? Welcome, guests, gents, to Sport HQ. Uh, we're going to go really and look in depth into your club tonight. And I want to start by looking back at what I've put down here as, uh, as the dark years. Um, was the dark years. I'm sure it was actually very enjoyable. But I, my first year at secondary school was the year the Grove Comprehensive School opened. When in what i suppose would be the late 60s newark ac had state-of-the-art facilities um gareth yeah I joined, was that before your time no no i joined uh i sorry i started running for the athletic club in the <coughs> winter of 1970 and i actually became a member of the club in the spring of 1971 so I was right there at the start of the uh, of the track. Uh, before that, I believe it was a grass track. And the latter years, uh, or the last two or three years, we reverted back to a grass track. So uh, we went full circle at the uh, the Grove, as I affectionately know it, the academy as it is now known. Um, and as you're quite right, we uh, it was it was state of the art for the time. And the the 70s into the 80s before it started to deteriorate was a boom time for newark ac because you had what everybody was wanting you'd had um you had the long jump pits you 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 had uh, you had the running track and in those days a lot more was on the grass so the high jump and everything was on the grass and you could put on events and you had everything that that yeah. you wanted but it wasn't under your control, was it? No, it was. Uh, it was the uh, belonged to the school. Uh, well, school stroke the county council, um, and it, the the track was built uh, at the time of the new sports centre. Uh, that was part of the deal, I believe, with the school being upgraded and put in place there. Uh, you're quite right. There was a there was a high jump fan. There was a there was actually a pole vault uh, pit, although it was sand. I w- I've never seen anybody pole vault on the Grove, but there was a pole vault pit there, and uh, we put matches. Uh, at that time, uh, we we competed in the Nottinghamshire County League, and we actually put on uh, one of the league matches there. Uh, I can't quite remember when the mini league came into existence. Um, I think it was much later than that. But uh, yeah, we we've hosted uh, Midland men's matches, uh, mini leagues, county uh, at the Grove. Um, and uh, based on what <coughs> based on what you asked me on Saturday, I had a flick through the diaries before I came here tonight and. It looks as though 1988 was the last time we actually promoted a fixture at the Grove. So that's a long time oh, we're looking at that 30, we've been on the tra- on travelling to, to compete. Yeah. When the deterioration of the facilities started to bite, how did the club react? How did its membership react? Oh, well, we... We just found other places to put the matches on. We still trained there. The track was still a good track to train on. In fact, you know, it drained well. It it, it, w- it would drain within half an hour of it looking as though it was going to be flooded. Uh, but we, you know, I've I've been I've been to home matches in uh, in Mansfield, Nottingham, Grantham. Uh, what was it? What? Um, well, I put one on in in Grimsby. Two years ago, so, <laughs> so uh, lots of travelling, but everybody rallied. We we just used to we were used to travelling, and, and that's how we got on with it. Did it affect the membership though? No, I don't think it did at that time. No, 
No, I mean, we had a very buoyant uh, mini-league, so, <coughs> you know, youngsters section. Um, it didn't seem to affect it at all. The only, th- you know, the, we could still train, um, but we just, we, the facilities just weren't good enough to, to promote matches. Then they built the academy... And everybody said, oh, when the academies come, you're, you're going to get a running track. And for a long time, and we'll bring Mr. Chairman into it now, because we're in your sort of era now, aren't we? For, for, for a, lo- a long time, it was all taught, wasn't it? And Tony famously said something on here which completely riled the YMCA. I thought we'll believe it when we see it, <laughs> or something like that. And it completely riled them up. Um, but that's why we fought in York. You know, yeah, we've heard it all before. Yeah, the money's there, they say that, but nothing's ever going to happen. How difficult was it, from your point of view, Mr Chairman, to attend meetings, to, to, to sit there, to fight your corner, to make sure that something did happen? For me personally, not as difficult as you might think. I think my predecessor worked very hard, Paul Lynch. Um, and the NSA, because uh, we joined the club, my family and I joined the club in 2011. I think it was the last year we had the old cinder track. And then it shut about a year later, we went on to the grass track. And that's when, uh, if you like, there was a slight deterioration post the Olympics. Then there was five years of talking with a lot of work going in from Paul, my predecessor, the NSA, uh, and various other parties in the local area. Now, I sailed obliviously around that frankly, just as a, as a standard parent stroke member at that time, and then started to get involved uh, in discussions with Paul, with Gareth, uh, other members of the committee, um, three, maybe, yeah, just over three years ago, I'd say now. Uh, and by that time, we were in this point of, is it going to be um, the NSA's bid, with finance coming from various points, or was it going to be the IMCA? And then they, they stumped up the cash. Now, Again, I was lucky because there was a change of scene at England Athletics and Sport England, um, a rationalisation programme, i.e. people losing their jobs, um, some people retiring voluntarily, some people moving on. And the local rep from the England Athletics that we work with now, that I work with very closely, Heidi Bradley, lives relatively closely, very accessible, very keen to help us. And we established a very strong relationship with her. So we had the governing body on our side, um, we had the new people from YMCA, different faces, who obviously needed a little bit of persuasion, but they listened. With that um, emphasis from all of us and the cash being available, all of a sudden the door swung open and in we went. Um, with plans, which again I have to repeat, the NSA had helped develop with my predecessors. So the plans were mostly there. The contractor was fairly local and knew how to do it. What we had to do was align the governing body, ourselves and the YMCA, get everyone in the room and get get it going. And that's pretty much where it started for me personally about uh, two and a half, three years ago now. Yeah, I mean, the, just going back slightly, what, before the academy came into being, there was a, there was a, a previous uh, thoughts that there was going to be a new school. The club put in an opposition to it in the fact that we were going to lose our facilities. And Nottinghamshire County Council wrote in for the building thing that the uh, athletics had to be provided with a facility. No, nothing more than that. A floodlit facility. So that's why we ended up with floodlights on the backfield at the academy and a grass track. Um, the... The, the, the emphasis at the time in the sport was to align with local education. And then, as Don said, there was a change of guard. There'd been issues at other uh, places with access to schools, after hours, etc. And suddenly there was a big change and we're no longer going to go along that route. And so then... Elm Avenue became the the desired place to to move to, and uh, we yeah. moved on. We moved on from there. <coughs> I do believe the change of guard is significant because the individual who was Heidi's predecessor, who uh, covered the same geographical area but lived in Somerset, I think had only been here 
as in in this area, once in, in 18 months. And, and frankly said to me very early on, you're not going to get a new track. There are plenty of other clubs around here uh, and indeed have got good facilities. But elsewhere around the country, your grass field is actually better than many. So in other words, suck it up and get on with it. And obviously that's a bit dispiriting to hear. But before I get my feet really under the table, he's gone. Heidi takes over. She seems much more receptive to proper discussion. Two individuals joined the YMCA. Whether they, I don't think they joined their team. I think they came from elsewhere. Todd Cawthorn, who's their director of operations, very, very can-do, hands-on individual. And Steve Scott, who has moved up to the Lake District to do more activities up there. But their door was always open. They attended very early on a, a club evening, whereby it was a Q&A session with interested club members, about 35 to 40 turned up. They were never un- unavailable. They were always keen to listen. And really, it was just a question of, this is what we want to do. The money is there. The NSA have done a good plan. Um, so uh, have we got a good local contractor. England Athletics are on side. That was massive. Because the only other governing body that was on side at that time, still maybe today, is the FA. Everyone else was having all sorts of difficult discussions and, and decisions within their clubs and their governing bodies. Ours was not. So the YMCA went, OK, you guys seem up for this. So are we. And Todd and Steve, to our absolute credit, came in here and yeah. answered answered our questions on the back of listening to our performance and Tony's comments. Um, they come in and, to their credit, they answered them. So, um, yeah, you're quite nothing, right. Nothing they, but praise for them, they, they did talk and they're quite willing to talk. And that brings us up to when this door opened. Yeah. So we're going to have a quick break and then we're going to have a run through some of the highlights of, of June... Um, and then we're going to come back to now. As the month goes through, we collate all the highlights, and then at the end of the month, Tony and I put the rest together and try and find a, a team, a star, a moment, all that sort of thing. June is all about individuals, really. Um, most of the team sports are taking a bit of a back a back um, step for for some of the cricketers are getting on there. So we're concentrating really tonight on individuals as we look back through June. There's going to be some music in a minute. Isn't that exciting? See, I picked the right music. What? I'm impressed. You are. Right, I've even put your mic up. You can be more impressed now. I'm not impressed anymore. Okay, <laughs> let's go back to the beginning of the month and we'll start with football and Jamie Lloyd, one of the supporters... Tr- trophy at uh, a packed flow save presentation <laughs> evening the players play went to Tom Potts while the manager's award went to goalkeeper Joe Searson Freddie Polak never too far away from the ice our speed skating star also plays for Nottingham under 13's ice hockey team and they they beat favourites Swindon to be crowned national champions Fernwood Sword Clubs Arthur Eakin took a bronze medal in the under-13s men's foil at the British Youth Championships, missing the final by two points. I think he's going to be... He's the next Ed, you know, Tony. He is, he's mm. coming along well. Carl Greaves as the English light heavyweight champion in his ranks. Dex Spellman winning in front of the hometown supporters in Scunthorpe. One that I guess would like here, Chloe Hubbard's brilliant 2019 continues. First lady home in the Woodall Spa 10K, and we'll talk about Chloe again in a few minutes. Alfie Briggs-Price and Mickey Lindsay win gold medals at the East Midlands Boxing Cup. And New York Cycling Club's Judy Top finished in first place at Alton Park Under-10s race to be crowned the national champion in the TLI League for Under-10s. A favourite of ours, our very own Pocket Rocket. Amelia Crispin was at Milton Keynes for the BMC Milers meet. She ran the 1500 metres in a new personal best of 4.43.04, making her the fastest under 15 in knots and the 12th fastest in the UK. New strider Peter Davis was competing in the knots 10k at home Pierpont, a race which also serves as the county championships over that distance, and we're delighted to report that he has won the Veteran 65 H Group County Gold Medal for the second year in succession. 
Ed Howlett wins the prestigious RAF Spitfire Trophy at RAF Cosford. Pactual Media in a brilliant first place and overall third out of 88 boys and girls at the Ripon Junior Triathlon. Strong performance and that almost but qualifies us for the R for the IRR I'll get it right in a minute. <laughs> the IRC National Triathlon Championships at the beginning of September. <laughs> so all those Tony had a cracking and a wonderful June. Hmm. <coughs> And then we get to the one I missed out. Mm. Amy Hunt <laughs> makes, winner, it, makes it four straight national titles <laughs> in the 100 metres, in which she did in 11.79 unofficial to take gold at the English Junior Championships. The victory giving her automatic selection to the European Championships next month in Sweden. And by the end of the month, she becomes third in the all-time rankings for 200 metres in under-18 level in the world and takes a British record with a time of 22.42 at a meeting in Germany. This is the time every month when I ask for my star and this is the time every month when Tony says It's got to be, <laughs> it's got to be head and shoulders uh, Amy Hunt because that was just unbelievable. This side of, of the table we just think she is absolutely wonderful and Barring injury, which can happen to any sports person. Before, before we chuck it over to the other side of the table, if it hadn't have been for that performance by Amy, then Dex Spellman in front of that Scunthorpe crowd would have won it for Greavesy because I have never seen a response anywhere in the world like that Scunthorpe crowd gave when when Deck when when, when when Deck got that decision. Absolutely gobsmacking. Only saw it on Facebook, but it sent a shiver to the soles of your boots. It was wonderful. I bet he didn't sleep that night. Oh. However, Amy was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Hunt came into the studio when she was 12, when she was 13, yeah. when she was 14. She's come to this school. She's one of ours. <coughs> um, Don, you actually have seen her this week. You spoke to the girl this week. Yeah. Um, um, what I want is both your opinions because you are our athletics people and from where tony and i sit well she could go anywhere all the way yeah i mean she's an outstanding talent she trains down at loughborough uh, under joe mcdonald's sprint group which is um a, a sort of an amalgamated sprint group of, of, of talented university sprinters and some from charmwood ac and some a bit further afield um uh, and my son tom trains down there as well uh so I saw Amy this week, uh, along with, you know, half the university uh, track club from what I could see. Um, and it's not just the talent she has, it's the work she puts in. Um, you know, all winter she's trained hard, she's trained diligently in a focused way. Uh, she gets on with it. And, and a lot of people don't see the effort that goes in there technically in terms of um, her start technique, in terms of how she transitions to full sprinting speed. In terms of the endurance element of something like the 200, um, all of the above. Um, very level-headed, very focused, very, very great prospect for the local area, but also for the United Kingdom, no question. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen her this season. Um, wasn't at the Loughborough International, but, uh, yeah, it's just managing what, she is. I mean, the the great star of the future a few years ago was Jodie Williams. Things she had a terrific uh, win record of, of, of a number of years, um, and then it all went wrong, injuries, etc. She's still up there in top ten in in the UK, but but she was going to be, you know, the, the next the next one. No, no, at that stage when she was doing all that. Nobody had heard of Dina Asher-Smith. She was bag-carrying at the 2012 Olympics, you know. Um, so things change and, and, and things get, you know, things, an awful lot can happen uh, going forward. But I wish her all, all the best. Just to put you right, uh, Peter Davis... I knew you would. I knew you'd put you right on something. <laughs> P Peter Davis didn't run 10k. He ran 10 miles. You know, another four miles. It's a bit a bit further, like... <laughs> 
And enough trouble last night with Gary Edgington. <laughs> and, and, and my highlight of, of the month, of course, uh, well, was it? No, I think it was still in June, was the original Pocket Rocket producing, you know, possibly the next superstar. I think, I think Peter Davis also deserves an enormous amount of credit, and I, I am remiss in omitting him fr- from, from my highlights. But he's the only guy... Uh, after the uh, Newark Half Marathon that handed me a medium-sized T-shirt and thought it would fit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he found his way around 10 miles, then. <laughs> <coughs> Just for my benefit, and probably other people's, everybody tells me that this track in Germany is a fast track. Are all tracks not the same these days? No. No, it depends on the... Get com- technical then, Gareth. It depends on the composition of the of the rubber, etc. that the that the tracks are laid with. The Mondo surfaces, surfaces which are factory-made and come in great big rolls like a, like a carpet and laid down and then sort of glued or put down can be taken up. The, the, the track at Newark is, is one of the old traditional ones where it's... It's laid in situ of, of, of a rubber composition, but uh, yeah, m- most most of the tracks for Olympic Games are designed for sprinters, not distance runners, because of the composition, the the the, the energy return from the track into the athlete. If you haven't already, (laughs) (laughs) good answer. If if you haven't, didn't understand it, but it's good answer. Um, If you haven't already, go onto our social media pages, find the story from a couple of days ago and the photos of Amy, and fantastic photos that was allowed to put on our social media pages, and I, I, I do thank the people for that. But the look on Amy's face of absolute shock when she saw the time just proves what a wonderful kid she is excellent and uh you know to the, the good thing about amy as well from uh, i don't know her that well but she's always very sociable to chat to you know when you do is it's not just about athletics she has a wider life you know she's keen on her academics she wants to do well at school <coughs> uh, does family things you know all the things that a 17 year old should do and that that's a good thing as far as i'm concerned right let's just um, we'll come back to some individuals because i want to talk two or three of them a, a little bit later on um, the door for Newark AC almost opened overnight, didn't it? Because it we'd got to the stage, yeah, okay, yeah, right, there's Elm Avenue, and I was chairman of the football club, and so was Tony, and was told, you've got to be off by April because they're going to start building. And a year later, I was told, you've got to be off by <laughs> April because they're going to start building. And a year later, Tony was told, you've got to be off by April they're going to start building, and that's why we'd lost all faith in it. And all of a sudden, the diggers moved in. <laughs> yeah. but what is happening here? And not overnight, but in about nine months, which is in the context of things overnight, you got this state-of-the-art running and athletics facility. Um, do you manage it or do YMCA manage it? So, to be really clear, it's them. <coughs> It's the YMCA facility, and um, we are really clear about that because people approach us as a club or as individuals to say, can we hold an event at your track? It's not our track. We um, we book slots there along with anyone else. We're a, a preferred customer, if that's the right way of putting it, because we have worked closely with them from the beginning. But it's very much their facility to own, to maintain, to manage. So the obvious next question then is... I'm assuming you have to pay. We do, yes. To use it. Um, whereas, was the Grove just turned up and... No, we had to pay no. for that as well. Right, yeah. okay. And in a, ver- a very similar... I won't go into the figures on no, Grove no, there, but no, no. a competitively similar amount. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Somebody was making some pennies. Um, so... That's not affected the finance of Newark AC too much because if you're paying, if you're no paying uh, to go on one of the best cross country tracks in the country, um, <laughs> to now to a state of the art running it, track, it hasn't. To be fair to YMCA, again, transparency has been all from the very beginning in the discussions we've had with them about all of this. 
I suspect that they will increase the prices for ourselves and indeed everyone else. And I think their view is, look, at the moment we've built an athletics facility and we built some football pitches, but the rest of it doesn't exist by a little porticabin you know, clump. Albeit it's all there. There's a hut, there's toilets, shower facilities if you want them. When they get their state-of-the-art building, I suspect the prices will go up. But that, that's their, their shout for the future. But again, my predecessor and our excellent sort of um treasury in ripley had sort of priced this in so we we've we had a, a bit of a reserve fund for the transition into the new establishment and we've needed a bit of that because there's been a crossover over the winter whereby we couldn't use the facility on certain evenings for various reasons to, for us actually so we needed to book our old place as well as the ymca we've still got to um we've got a port cabin where some of our kit is that we have to lease at the grove whilst we move into the new stuff which is a piecemeal type thing so there's a transition cost but but we can manage that one so i, I just we'll stick with the ymca for a moment they're obviously good and open to work with and, and that's good yeah. uh, and this was the argument when when the nsa it, it it sort of was pulled from underneath the nsa after they'd done all the groundwork really um and the reason it, it was pulled from underneath the NSA is it was felt at the council that it had to be a, a for-profit organisation instead of just a bunch of volunteers. And I do tend to think at the end of it, I'm not sure the way it was done was brilliant, but at the end of it, the end, the end means that it's probably not far wrong. Well, the the, the YMC, <laughs> the YMCA actually are a non-profit making organization so so that part of it um i probably should have used the word commercial yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 have i believe a greater uh drawing factor into into raising funding etc than than the local people um but uh I, like i find them very very easy to work with i have seemed to have a good relationship with the on-site managers etc yeah. and uh, long be it to yeah, carry I mean, on they've um, they've moved uh, we don't deal directly day to day anymore with uh, or week to week really with todd or steve because he's moved on um they've got um becky and amy who are the local site managers and their team of four or five individuals all of them are approachable helpful first to admit when they don't know something they'll ask us and so becky, it, and Be- that's becky dob isn't it, it is yes and of course yeah. becky's a new girl yeah. she's a new very she's married good. into a sport family so it, it she knows exactly yes. what what we're asking for yeah. absolutely and and you know uh, again particularly gareth with his knowledge of, of, of track officialdom um but others as well um have helped out in terms of this is what you need to consider when you're hosting an event so they hosted the schools event the nottinghamshire schools event nothing to do with new okc that but of course it is because we're not going to leave them high and dry we had people there helping them out on the day advising all, all that sort of stuff leading up to it and they're very grateful for that and uh, and and that's a the, the relationship we've built it's always about the people so when we've wanted to extend a session by 30 minutes for a couple of reasons they've said no problem not yeah. regularly but just every now and again it, it's a quid pro quo it works both ways it does yeah. work um, exactly i mean like the fact that there are three clubs in the town is an advantage to them yeah because they have striders meet there on a monday evening we're there on a, a tuesday and a thursday i believe the newly formed tri club now meet there on a wednesday but i'm not 100 percent sure yes, on do. that one yeah, they, and every well. other friday uh, not fast are using it so from the ymca point of view and in, in terms of athletics facilities they're probably getting more people using the facility than many others around the country <coughs> and also we're sharing those those sessions we've got a very good relationship with striders and not fast and they've said by all means and if your athletes want to join in our sessions please do and we've got some of their people training in a little group with us on a on a tuesday and thursday as well. i'm going to come back to this what i think is unique um with the half marathon as much as anything this relationship that the running clubs have got and i just want to talk about that a little bit later a little bit later on but um the easiest thing to do now is to sit back and uh, everybody will say well look what they've got they've got everything world's perfect for them they've got no worries whatsoever i went down there on saturday which was the first newark ac event on there for 30 what was it gareth a long well, time 1988 Since I, that's, the that's first where I can, yeah 
<coughs> since 1988. And some of me said... This is fantastic because those faces there I knew, and there was the Newark AC colours there that I knew. And then I went round to the high jump to take some photos, and there was no Newark AC people there, and there was none doing the the javelin. Um, and I think Gareth said we've got twenty two out there today, and I looked round at the likes of Rushcliffe and everybody else, and they'd probably got double that. So there is work to do. I would suggest you almost start at the beginning. Luckily, not the beginning, but we are, if you look at it as a 100 metre race, we're not long out of the blocks because, um, and we knew this was coming, that it's actually the beginning again in terms of, of a club. We've got a great facility, albeit that's just standing up in certain areas using high jump. We've only just started to be able to use that in the last month. The initial bed being delivered, for example, wasn't fit for purpose, had to go back and be replaced, these sort of things. But, but again, YMCA have done all of that. We recognised two or three years ago we'd lost our ability to coach into javelin, shot, high jump, long jump even, uh, because A, we didn't have the facilities, and the coaches that used to do that, which really predated even my membership of eight years now, have gone they've either retired or gone to other clubs or their kids have moved on from doing the sport which was often how they used to get into it now we knew this but to build it is quite difficult and to try and build it before we move to the facility is hard as well because no one can visualize what it's then going to look like so if you said to people 18 months ago we need a high jump long jump coach which which we have been nobody's stood up to want to do that now though we're starting to get some people through we've We've put uh, seven people through the level one coaching system over the last 12 months, which is a basic coaching introduction to athletics. Now we're starting to put people through the level two, which is a specialisation in throws, jumps, uh, vaults, sprinting, that sort of stuff, with a couple more lined up. That's going to take time to do. But we were both saying, I mean, I, I was away last week, and indeed, unfortunately, for the fixture on Saturday. But um, the week before I went, for the first time in my eight years of being involved we had um our new sort of uh, throws coach running a, a javelin session for about 10 to 12 young athletes between about sort of 13 and 15 <coughs> we had a high jump session going on a long jump session on and of course the ubiquitous track stuff gareth said exactly the same this week and that's the first time i've known it in in eight years yeah yeah i, I don't know what nationality robert is romanian right romanian so, so we've got a very keen romanian uh, who is a, a vertical jump? He's been he's been coaching two or three of them. You're not well, playing travelling experts, <laughs> is he? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's so he's had a, he's had a group. He's had a group. You know the 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 younger strange. ones, the under thirteens, maybe a, a, a dozen of them. He's 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 put them through the basics of high jump. But he's then he's got a couple of other girls, one of the twins and uh, Ellie Monahan, that he's actually been going further and and and. Now, before we went to the to the new facility, it would take what thirty minutes to get the yeah, to get, to the, get the hide to get out. the stuff yeah. out uh, out the container out. Run up was on grass, wasn't very flat. Now it's five minutes. Roll roll the cover away, put the put the stands in place, and you're ready to go. If you if that will attract people to come the the runways at the grove were on the long jump were, were absolutely unsafe. were abysmal they were unsafe you know we had to declare you know so purpose. now we've got the now we've got the field facilities then i'm confident that people want to get involved you're not going to get involved if the facilities are rubbish are you it's <laughs> if you look at us over the last again i can only quote the last six seven years um really We've excelled in the running disciplines. And you've mentioned some of them. Amelia Crispin's, of course, a member of Newark AC. We've had Anna, Anna Smith, um, Amber, whom you know, of course, Amber Owens, uh, Tom. And we've, we've done really well. We've got medals at national championships, which for a, a sort of a club of our level is, is phenomenal on a grass field. And that's really due to the strength of Stuart College's coaching. Uh, and he's an excellent middle distance coach in that sense and, and, and an excellent running coach, full stop. And we've maintained the interest with our runners. But anyone that became any good at field events or was interested in field events, they've had to go elsewhere. And sprints to an extent as well, which is one of the reasons Tom's been training at Loughborough, because you need a, a proper track to train on. 
but also you need the competition around you to train with otherwise you know you're so far ahead of everyone else that you're not being pushed in your your training discipline now we've got the facility and the coaches are beginning to emerge again to do it at elite level no because you you still need that elite level coaching and that elite level training competition but you can certainly take people to a decent county standard in all those events and, and we will be able to do that it will take another year or two i suspect although i also suspect two or three good, good athletes will pop out very quickly how disappointing then gareth is it or was it to to lose the smiths to a mansfield club to lose to lose luke sayer just as you've got the dream facilities you you lose him i'm assuming because either the competition wasn't there the coaching wasn't there or you still assume the facilities wasn't up to it i think it was mainly the coaching side of things uh, yeah he's gone to sutton ashfield um <coughs> they've got a, a guy um being his early 30s i suppose jordan mitchell who does do decathlon so there's there's someone there for for him to lean on to to pick up ideas from etc uh the sad part about uh anna smith is that while she's still running she is not competing she's not competing anymore, no. she's, she's turned her back on competition so um that was a real sad one so ev- ev- everybody's lost that on yeah with anna but yeah. i suppose with youngsters it, it happens they fall out of love with it, it they I, do. I, I remember gareth coming in here and I remember him chatting to Amelia's parents. Um, don't push. Don't push her. Don't push her. Let it just ride nicely. Because yeah. the harder you push them, the, one day they might say, I've had enough of this. Yeah, I, I, I would I would say that eight, nine months ago, I wouldn't have expected Amelia to have run the times to qualify for the English schools. Now, as you say, what did you say, top ten? Yeah, um, you know, so uh, great move she's made. Um, but um, <coughs> that's what we'll have a look at. She's still not, she's still only learning. That's what we'll have a look at, Amelia, and two or three of the others. That's uh, next on the agenda. The undoubted crown jewel, I think, in at Newark AC at the moment is Chloe Hubbard. Yeah, Chloe's. Chloe's come on leaps and bounds in the last uh, few months. Uh, went off to university and um, was still running, but but not to the level. I mean, she's moved up to a different level now. Um, I haven't looked lately, but she was top thirty at ten k last time I looked. Um, you know, uh, bouncing around the likes of. Uh, Gemma Steele and and um, uh, people like that. So in really good, really good company. Uh, I would have liked to have uh, seen her running on Saturday down in uh, at Parliament Hill on the track, but I think she's got something else to, that uh, ruled that out because that would have been uh, that would have been the next test. That would have been a big a big test for her the night of the ten thousand meters which happens to start at about one thirty in the afternoon, but hey-ho. <laughs> um, the next step for Chloe, of course, in if you want to be a superstar, is you've got to come into a radio station. <laughs> and that's proving <laughs> phenomenally hard work. Yeah. Um, but uh, we never give up. This is another young lady, one of your administrators. Yes, keeps yeah, saying, you've you know, got, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, um, that's yeah. another battle to win. Who's that? Emma. 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 <laughs> Emma. So that's another battle. That and she does uh, so much for the club. Yeah, exactly. And she normal. needs to be coming telling people, but yep. uh, I'll keep working on it. Does um, all the coaching programmes, all the welfare, everything. Well, you know, a bit of pressure from the chairman and president would go, miss. We spend all our time thanking her for what she does, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> we do have favourites on this show, absolutely no doubt about it. Oh, I have favourites on this show. Uh, and one of them is the pocket rocket, Amelia Crispin. I, I just think she's absolutely wonderful, and she's nearly as tall as me now. Mm. Yes. So, <laughs> she's tall. And her little yeah. sisters. Her sisters start in, uh, started in yes. the triathlon now. And Funny, because uh, Amelia says, Amelia tell, told me on Tuesday night that Evangeline is going to be better than Amelia. Evangeline doesn't believe the president when the president told her that she's a distance runner. 
She's a sprinter, she's told me. <laughs> so, tell me a bit about Amelia. What do you two think about Amelia? I mean, great talent, but again, uh, well, two things that are similar to Amy in the sense of know them both in passing, watching them train and discussing every now and again. They both work very hard, but they're both very down to earth. Um, and I think that, for me, is the winning combination. Uh, you know, I've been watching both my sons play sports for 10 years or more and the ones that worry me in all the sports they've done are either the individual or the parents that are convinced they're going to be a superstar at the age of 11 and then of course the disappointment when they're not is is palpable um most of the ones that seem to take that step towards the international level are the ones that get on with their lives that actually have a wider life that use their talent that do other sports until they get to a point whereby they want to focus um, and they put the work in, um, and, and that's what how I see with Amelia, and she's very, another very well-rounded individual. Yeah, the, the thing with Amelia is, I'm I'm not sure whether uh, it all depends, doesn't it? But I mean, at the moment, her desire is triathlon. Athletics is a is a, an add-on to the triathlon, so you know it's not just running. She's got the other events to mm. cope with, and she's coping with them very well. Um, one more little group is our um, regular Tuesday night twins yes um, <laughs> turns all things new Casey and both Tony and I worried when we sort of lost Amber that um, that little spot would go because we look forward to it and people do look forward to it and yeah. Lauren and Tilly well we'll do it and it, it, it's Tony's highlight of the week, isn't it? You really, yeah. And, yeah. and they do do it. They yeah. do the homework, yeah. yeah. and they do it um, from wherever they are. Um, I just think it's nice to have a family like the Owens. Totally. Well, yeah, great family. I mean, the worrying thing is they both passed the driving test. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure whether they both sat, sat it, but you know, <laughs> that's what I said to. But them. you pass your driving test one week, and then you drive to Cheltenham at half past four on the Saturday morning. The next, that's yeah. Brave it's going yeah, tough, isn't it? Yeah. And now they're driving to London this weekend or something. Right. Amazing. They're an amazing family though. You you're yes. absolutely right. All of them are. And you know, their dad is always at training, great laugh, great fun, helps out, moving kit, runs the um, YDL team for under twenty and under seventeen. Brilliant, brilliant family. It, it's families like that actually make the club work, really. Uh, it, 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 and that's why Newark is as <coughs> you say a family a family club if it's even if it is a feeder club it's a family yes talking of that over recent weeks we've started to see more parents actually mothers more than fathers but more parents actually training at the club which is great you know excellent great great move forward newark athletic club mr smith yes um Gareth talks about the last um, home meeting being in uh, 88. I, I, I started at the advertiser in 86 and, and wrote about uh, Newark AC and just assumed that was the way it was always going to be for the for the next whatever, how many years. And then uh, two, two years into my career there, it, 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 it didn't hit a grinding halt. That's a great thing. The facilities hit a grinding halt, but the, but, but the quality was maintained. And uh, we had um, a Newark and Sherwood Sports Award. It was actually here, in, in the premises here. Yeah, Newark and Sherwood Sports Awards. And I didn't realise... <coughs> I'm, I'm still not quite sure who the lady was that I was talking to. Um, but she was from the uh, county council. It was the county councillor from Mansfield side, and uh, he, he upset her. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all I said was, it's incredible what Newark Athletics kids have actually achieved, given the rubbish facilities they've had to put up with. And I didn't realise she was in charge of the facilities in the county. <laughs> well, I like to think I helped, really. <laughs> in your own, in your own, in your own way. Yes. Inimitable way. Um, <laughs> Striders, not fast. Newark try. Newark endurance. Is that a part of your club? Or is a Newark endurance group a, a standalone? There's group? a mixture. There's a mixture of. of it's more. Lincolnshire-based athletes. It's run by Bill Taylor, uh, 
Whose son's, I, I whose son's his, not too bad. I know his wife. I meet her fairly <laughs> regular at <laughs> a dentist chair, yeah. Well, she wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't a bad runner either. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's more to do, I, I think, with Bill's uh, involvement with uh, the Lincolnshire County Cross Country and what have you. And it's a build-up of that. It's a, it's a, it's a group of, of people he's trying to encourage to get faster and 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 and, uh, and run better i like the way that the clubs work together will we see a day one day when jan bailey is doing competitive middle distance running long distance running for you will that happen is that a possibility it's a possibility but i believe he's gone to lincoln wellington oh, and, right. uh, well i know tom marshall has i don't know why but he has um, I'm, I think yeah, he might, might have done as well. So that was a bit of a loss, really. Mm. That, those two would have made a big difference. Um, but what's the relationship like between the four, four, five clubs now? Not a problem, really. No, yeah. it seems I mean, to work. Don't I, it? I would say more positive than that because um, I, I don't have dealings with all of them. But Striders are not fast. I do, uh, and we have, and certainly when we were looking to set everything up with YMCA, we had meetings with them. Nothing but amicable discussion quite honestly and the fact that we share um club evenings so if your members want to train on an evening perfectly welcome to do so and vice versa the fact that when we do gordon wellborn week they give over their training nights to supporting gordon wellborn week and wasn't that a fantastic week brilliant week. oh yes. wasn't yeah. it brilliant and of course we can't finish without I haven't brought any jokes with me. No, 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 no we'll leave that to rob <laughs> yeah a brilliant effort from uh, uh, rob and louise yet again and that, of course, is probably about a major fundraising event now as well, isn't yeah. it? So it is important. It, it is important. I think yeah, you yes. may, f- I think you may find that the Tuesday evening run next year will will be based at the new facility, oh, which nice. will mean that we can avoid all the rabbit holes, <laughs> etc., on that, the Grove that Sports will be Field. Absolutely <laughs> love it. I've r- almost run out of time, gents. Don. Gareth, thank you so much for coming in and talking about New OKC. It's fantastic to see those cities. It's fantastic to see you using them. And it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But finally, and it's always nice to hear something from one of our listeners. And tonight was the primary school's awards night. And uh, Paula Nicholson has sent a message in. Um, Can you give a shout out to Lovers Lane Primary School, who have just received their first ever netball trophy for the Small Schools League Champions tonight at that presentation, and also for coming runners-up in the Spring Netball Tournament and a Fair Play Award to Lovers Lane. And Lovers Lane are an absolutely fantastic school. All these big schools that we sit in have got all the facilities that they want, and poor old Lovers Lane there haven't. But look at them. They're right there, right at the top, and that's exactly what Newell KC have done. They've had nothing, but they're a winner. And now they've got something. Lovers Lane, keep working. We're all so, so proud of you. Don't forget all these shows of podcasts. Go onto our website, look for the podcast section. There's 410 of them. If you want to spend um, a long weekend listening to Tony and I waffle away. Next week, we're back again. A busy, busy week, including Craig Roach and Steve Kirkham and the future of New York Flow Save. But for now... Bye-bye.